Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. This is Hugh Douglas from 9290 Game, and you listen to MTMV Sports. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. As always, let's start off with some headlines and hot takes. John Jones and Dominic Reyes are going to do the thing. Yes, they're going to fight. They're going to headline UFC 247 on February 8th. In Houston, that's right. Welcome to H Town. That's where it's going down. So we know that that fight is taking place. It is rumored that flyweight champion Valentina Shevchenko will be defending her belt against Caitlin Chukagian on that same card. At least that's what they're shooting for. Which leaves. UFC 246 on January 18th without a main event. Supposedly, or at least if you believe Conor McGregor, he's going to be headlining that card. We don't know. They keep putting fights on the card, but no main event. We'll see as time goes on who will main event the first card in January. Say this about that card. It's not uncommon for them to just pull that January card. They did it last year. They've done it before. I feel like, no, it wasn't the year before that, but they pulled that January card. So we'll see what happens. And with it being at T-Mobile and with 245 being at T-Mobile as well, yeah, um, the, the jury's still out on that. Now, two up-and-coming fighters on the Bellator roster had a fight on Thursday. Uh, James Gallagher and Mike Kimball. Now, you may be saying, uh, Bellator's got a card on Saturday. So, I mean, what, was this one of those monster energy event kind of deals that they have? And normally they have no-name people on it. How did James Gallagher and Mike Kimball fight on that day? It wasn't really a fight more of uh, a bit of a scrape <laughs> so James Gallagher walked right up to Mike Campbell punched him dead in the jaw and they were separated at that point Gallagher said look my only regret is that I didn't catch him in a room by himself where we could be separated I wanted to go at it I wanted to get him and you're like okay well what happened that they did this this was at a press conference Neither of them were scheduled to fight on the London car. So it's like, okay, you all are here, and what are you fighting for? Well, Gallagher feels he has a real good reason, or had a real good reason, for punching Kimball in the face. Rule number one on the playground. You can say and do a lot of things, but you don't talk about somebody's mother. And that's what Kimball did. In his efforts to poke the bear, he said some unsavory things about James Gallagher's mother. It was more so pointed towards Gallagher saying, you shouldn't be here. But yeah, the the, the words and the imagery that he utilized to say this, yeah, it, it, uh, it wasn't good. Gallagher did not take kind to it which is why he punched him in the face. Unfortunately for Kimball, unless there's a change of tune by Gallagher, that's the closest that they're ever going to come to fighting because Gallagher was like, I will never fight him in the cage. I, I think he just doesn't want to give him the satisfaction of obtaining what he attempted to by saying all the things that he said, nor give him an opportunity to get paid either because it would be the biggest fight that Kimball had. <laughs> Gallagher was like, the guy's like two and four. Well, yeah, well, what are you talking about? You, you're a nobody. 
Now, granted, he's not a nobody. He's got the fastest knockout belt in history, I believe. Uh, but he has been struggling as of late. Um, but, hey, you, you, it was a good try. Good on you, Kimball, for trying. But, yeah, you may want to keep people's mothers uh, out of the conversation the next time you try to drum up support for a fight online. Now, some people who will not be fighting anytime soon are Glyco Franca, Luis Ra- uh, Rafael Laurentino, and Ramsey Nidgem. All three of these PFL competitors failed drug tests at uh, their recent fights for the PFL during the playoffs. Uh, fortunately for the PFL, none of these fighters advanced past the playoffs. Uh, Franca and Laurentino pop positive for performance enhancers where Nijum was for marijuana Franco and Laurentino are claiming that it is due to tainted supplements very well could be that's how most people are getting caught um, Nijum yeah no excuses uh, but yeah those three failed drug tests again they won't be fighting anytime soon for the PFL I feel like Ramsey Nijum has been given a lot of leeway with the PFL he's been allowed to fight after failing weight a number of different times um, yeah I, I feel like they've been really really nice to him I don't know how much more they're going to allow him to continue to have these kinds of issues and fight for them all right our prayer list or i should say on the prayer list same as it has been over the past couple months and it's anaya blanchard and i say the past couple months it may not have been that long may have just been a month or so a little over a month but still praying for her still praying that she returns home alive um a witness came forth though this week and said that he saw Ibrahim Yazid kidnap Miss Blanchard. But he's just now coming forth. Had he come forth earlier, who knows how things may have turned out. It, you know, oulda, woulda, coulda, shoulda, didn't. So it's all speculation at this point. He did come forth. I'm glad that he did come forth. But much of the reason that he did not come forth is because his companion, whatever uh, lady was with him, encouraged him to stay out of it. You know, you see a young lady being taken against her will and the lady says stay out of it. Okay, I mean, people have their own reasons and I know that more than likely in this case, much of the reason was the whole no snitching code of the streets which is dumb I'm sorry it's just dumb I can understand if you are participating in activities where you may be incarcerated yeah you you want to make sure you keep your uh yourself as clean as possible as far as that's concerned because there will be consequences and repercussions for that but if this is not involving you then what's the problem i i I, me one i never got the whole don't snitch uh thing i mean i get it because people can come back after you for saying something if they know that you're the ones who said it but I mean come on this young lady's life is on the line and it's going to be changed had a call gone out earlier maybe they would have reported the car stolen pulled the car over and, and been able to get her so that she did not fall into their hands they're saying that she was wounded and it could be a mortal wound we don't know my guess is and and we'll, we we don't know when we'll know anything but my guess is that this kidnapping was for the purpose of the sex trade 
it's happening so much. You're seeing so many different things about ladies. Stay away from white vans and all kinds of stuff. They're drugging people and uh, whisking them into the uh, the sex trade. And that, again, is my thought as to why they have abducted her. If that was the case, and they were, and she is alive, God only knows where she is. There's a crazy network across the world of moving people and doing different things as far as that's concerned uh, the ladies are drugged and generally after the drugs wear off they wake up to being raped and it happens continually to one get money secondly to damage their minds so that they can keep them in this lifestyle <sighs> again I'm praying that she's able to be returned home alive um yeah that that's my prayer birthdays this week so let's go on a lighter note birthdays this week bjj ace and rising star not rising star but star within the rising organization gabby garcia also cyborg's best friend bellator welterweight who participating? Who is participating on the London card this week? Walter the Black Sniper Gahadza, UFC and Combate Americas vet Eric Goyito Perez, undefeated Danny White Contender Series alum who's managed by Ronda Rousey, Edmund the Golden Boy Shabazzian, Bellator welterweight tourney champ Carl Psycho Amasu. Former one championship lightweight titleist Edward Landslide Foloyang, Don the Predator Fry, a UFC Hall of Famer, and your man of voice had a birthday this week as well. That closes out headlines and hot takes. Up next, some sweet science conversation in the old one, too. Hello, my name is Venora Lewis, also known as Nora Natish, and I am the host of The V Report. Each week, you will get a report from me about what is happening in the world of sports. Once a month, I will bring you an interview done by myself with someone associated to the world of sports, whether that be an athlete, trainer, writer, agent, or etc. The interviews will be exciting and informative. So keep a lookout for more information on my social media pages. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nora underscore Natish. You can also find my segment on the MTMV Sports Podcast. Yo, this is Maddie Ray and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Time to go between the ropes and step into the squared circle for the old one, two, and in boxing news this week. There's been a whole lot of shuffling and fights falling through at the last minute. So Avery Sparrow, man, he just can't catch a break. He was supposed to fight Ryan Garcia on September 14th right around Mexican Independence Day that card yeah he didn't get to do that why he got locked up while cutting weight was out running uh, in California and got picked up for a warrant back home in Philadelphia so he couldn't fight comes back at it again a couple months later for the fight card with uh, Andrew uh, Cancio We'll be taking on Renee Alvarado for the second time. Yeah. He gets dehydrated and is deemed medically ineligible to fight. So, yeah, he cannot catch a break. Uh, definitely praying for him because I know that's difficult. The reason why he was caught, or I should say the reason why he was picked up on the warrant in the first place in California is because he really doesn't have a home. He kind of bounces around from place to place. 
And here it is, two fight camps back to back that you're not going to get paid for because you couldn't fight. Yeah, it's it's not a good situation. So praying for him, you know, that's uh, that's difficult. Luis Neary and Emmanuel Rodriguez, who were supposed to be on the pay-per-view portion of the Wilder Ortiz card, that fight was scrapped because Neary came in one pound overweight. Just one. I mean, it, he, he didn't come in grossly overweight. He came in one pound over, and Rodriguez was like, yeah, no, um, I'm not taking that risk. It's not healthy for me to fight this man. And from a health perspective, you know, that that's what he's saying. It's about his health. Hey, with all the fighters that have died recently, I get it. And Neary is no joke, trained by Freddie Roach has knocked out 80% of the fighters he's been in the ring with as a professional, that pound could make a difference. And I think really the sticking point for him was Neary didn't even try to cut the pound. He came in a pound over. Commission gave him a couple hours to go and try to get that other pound off. He was like, no, I'm not even going to try it. Let's just, let's just make it a, a, a catchway fight. So Rodriguez is like, no, nah, buddy, uh-uh. nah, that sounds to me like you're not trying to make the weight and like you came in here prepared not to make weight so that you would have uh, an even greater advantage. Uh, they offered to pay him more money. And he was like, nope, I'm good. I'm not fighting him. Not at this weight. And I believe he's coming in off of a loss to in a way in his last fight. And that could be real detrimental. You lose twice in a row. This is boxing. This isn't MMA. Two losses can mean a lot in your career. And back to back. Hey, you know, I I get it. It was, again, from a financial perspective, it's like, dude, you're going to blow the ability to fight because it came in a pound over. But looking at it long term, I get it. I get it. Now... The little brother of the major player in the main event gets bumped up a bit. Now he won't be on the main event, or I should say the main card, but he will be on the televised portion of the Fox Sports 2 undercard. So uh, the guy who sucker punched Dominic Brazil, cruiserweight prospect, Marcellus Wilder uh, he'll be fighting Dustin Long who yeah, hasn't been fighting long his record is not good at all 2-1 and 2 uh, with 2 knockouts granted Wilder is 5-1 and one with 2 knockouts so I mean his record is eh, they're both starting off but Long definitely looks like an opponent I mean not an opponent uh, yeah an, an opponent not necessarily a test, but you can see that fight now. That's going to be a six-round fight. They also moved up a six-round super featherweight bout between Victor Salavninsky and Rigberto Hermosillo. Uh, that actually could be a nice bout. Uh, Victor is 10-0-1 with six knockouts. Hermosillo is 11-1-1 with eight knockouts. Uh, but both of those get moved up to the Fox Sports 2 prelims, so you'll get to see them. And now, the pay-per-view opener for that card will be talked about when I talk about that uh, portion of the card, which will happen a little bit later on in the 012. We're going to do this in order, the way that we normally do in the first boxing match on Saturday that you can see comes to you from Liverpool, England. The zone stateside sky across the pond. You got Callum Smith who will be putting his ring and WBA super middleweight belts on the line versus John Ryder uh, with this being a title bout. It's 12 rounds or less. From Lincoln, Rhode Island on Fight Pass. 
Peter Manfredo takes on Melvin Russell at light heavyweight, and that's a 10-round bout. That's a headlining fight for that card. From Indio, California, Fantasy Springs Casino, on the zone, you've got Andrew Cancio, which I spoke of a bit earlier, taking on Renee Alvarado for uh, Cancio's WBA Junior Lightweight title. This will be a 12-round affair. Cancio's coming in off of two back-to-back knockouts of um, Machado. Took the title from Machado. They were like, oh, man, that, that was a uh, kind of a fluke because he knocked him out. We think Machado's really going to get it. No, uh, he, he can't. Yeah, he got it all right. <laughs> he can't even got that work. Cancio put him out again. And for this, he gets to fight Renee Alvarado. And this is a fight that he's had before. He knocked out Alvarado in the eighth round last time that they fought. And it was supposed to be a 10-round fight. So, um, who knows? This is the reason why you fight the fights. You fight the fights because you don't know what's going to happen. If everything was going to go according to paper, then, yeah, uh, many things would not take place, including one of the most exciting fights this year which was at heavyweight between Ruiz and Anthony Joshua if it was just on paper Ruiz would be off eating Snickers bars and Joshua would probably be at this fight sitting and and watching to see if he could fight the winner of not this fight I'm sorry of the pay-per-view on Saturday which is between Deontay, the bronze bomber, Wilder, and Luis Ortiz. Now, this is a pay-per-view, so you know your man, The Voice, has reserved his information regarding this for the main event, which will be coming up after cage time. Uh, But on the pay-per-view as well, you got Brandon Figueroa taking on Julio Ceja at Junior Featherweight. That should be a good scrap. Leo Santa Cruz, the number one featherweight in the world, taking on Miguel Flores. Uh, It will be for the vacant WBA regular title because Cancio is the full champion. So, Go figure. The WBA means we built anybody, and yeah, that that's what's going on. But Santa Cruz is one of the best to do it, and one of the people that most want to see fighting. Why he's fighting Flores and not Gary Russell, Cancio, um, you know, people of that nature, Miguel Burchell. Who knows? But at least we get to see Santa Cruz in action. Also, well, not also, but of course, the uh, the main event we talked about is Wilder and Ortiz. And as I shared earlier, the pay-per-view opener will now be Ladoon Bartholomew and Eduardo Ramirez in a 10-round featherweight bout. Uh, so that will be opening everything up. But yeah, the, uh, the main card for this pay-per-view is looking good. So... Your man, the voice has made the arrangements necessary so I can see the fight. And we'll talk more about this fight again in the main event. So we'll take a little break. And when we get back, we'll get in a little cage time. Are you a believer who enjoys Marvel or DC Comics? Do you just love a good superhero story? You do? Awesome. Then check out Waywater Entertainment's new digital comic, Legacy AD, now available on Amazon.com and the Amazon Kindle app. Get ready for a new superhero who loves and serves Jesus Christ. For more information, check out LegacyADCartoon.squarespace.com. What's good? It's your boy Stephen Malcolm, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Let's get it. The pins dropped, the chain link door has locked. 
that means one thing. It's cage time. This week, in cage time, we have Bellator London, which will take place at the SSE Arena. It's a part of the Bellator European Series. It's not a double car like they've been doing for these European cards. Uh, That double car will allow them to have a tape delay portion on Paramount and then the live portion on Channel 5, which is their broadcast partner there in Europe and the ones that they created this series for. It's all about Channel 5 this go around, which means that stateside, if you want to see it, you will need to watch the Bellator app. If you're across the pond um, and you don't have Channel 5, well, I don't know how you're going to see the fight, honestly. Uh, but uh, it should be a good card, at least based on the things that I've seen. The undercard starts at 11.30 Eastern, 10.30 Central a.m., stateside and the main card we'll talk about that one a little bit but on the undercard you've got some notable people out there you got denise keelholz who is the bellator kickboxing champion she will be plying her trade in mma once again walter gaza kent calvian charlie ward you also have a match between robert whiteford and sam cecilia so again you got some um some name people out there that are fighting on the undercard so if you got the time and you can watch it, it may be worth your while the main card starts at 5 eastern 4 central and that fight fans is something that you really want to tune in for it's a sneaky good little three fight main card that they've got the curtain jerker Ford is 11 and 2 Terry the Dominator Brazier versus 13 and 1 Soren the true Viking Bach Soren's last fight and I'm sorry this fight is at lightweight Soren's last fight was at featherweight 145 he was the cage warrior champ for both featherweight and lightweight as a matter of fact picking up the uh, vacant interim title in his last bout usually a cage warrior's belt means that you're on your way and you've punched your ticket for the UFC. Hasn't necessarily worked out that way for everyone, i.e. Patty Pimblett, who unfortunately could not fight uh, because his opponent, uh, Joe Giannetti, a uh, former tough, uh, or I shouldn't say former, but tough alum, uh, missed weight terribly. I think he came in like 163 for a lightweight bout. Yeah, I mean, just really blew past that limit. Um, but anyway, that didn't punch a ticket to the UFC for Pimblet and for Bach, it didn't punch a ticket to the UFC either. Now, based on his interviews leading up to things, it did open up some doors. He did talk to a number of people, but he said that long term and for right now, well, which is kind of double talk. He said long term, but he, then he kept saying right now. Bellator was the better deal for him which is understandable Uh, they have the European series they are investing in that region which means that they can get them fights and get them fights more frequently than the UFC probably would they probably hold him for their cards over there which they may have them what you know three times or so a year maybe four um, depending on where in Europe it is, and they may pull them over for a card somewhere else. Maybe they're in Oceania because it's a little bit closer or something of that nature. Whereas Bellator's got cards in Europe like every single month, so he can stay busy. They need people to headline and fight on the main cards of this fight, i.e., making his Bellator debut in this fight. It just made sense for him. Plus, also, being the true Viking, he likes to come in with his axe and uh, fur around his shoulder. Things that you could not do in the UFC. So, he went to Bellator. We'll see if he stays or not. But, right now, that's where he is. And he will be taking on 
another two division champion in Bama, not in Cage Warriors this time, but in Bama, in Terry the Dominator Brazier. The difference is Brazier fought and got one of his belts at 170 pounds. Matter of fact, in 2018, that's pretty much where he plied his trade was at welterweight. He has fought at and as stated, holds or held the Bama title at lightweight as well, but yeah, he's a six foot fighter. So yeah, welterweight was not an issue for him whatsoever. And from a height and weight advantage, he should be the bigger man. However, he he threw some shade at Bach in his interview saying that, look, if he's not on the juice, he's been eating a whole lot of beef because he's really filled out since his last fight uh, and is definitely uh, full-fledged lightweight. Neither of these fighters are taking each other lightly per se, though Brazier seems to be taking it a little bit lighter than Bach is, but... You know, they, they both have excellent ground skills. And Brazier believes that he'll be able to use that ground skill to keep it upright. Uh, because Bach has been much more dominant on the ground. Brazier, he's got a fairly even arsenal. Uh, four knockouts, three submissions, and then the rest of his victories by way of decision. Where the vast majority of Bach's wins have been by submission so obviously he wants to get it to the ground the voices marquee matchup you think that it was uh without talking i did about it but it's not actually my marquee matchup for this card is fabian the assassin edwards versus and he's uh eight no sorry undefeated eight no fabian the assassin edwards baby brother of leon rocky edwards versus 13 and one michael Seabass Shipman at middleweight. The reason that this is the voice of marquee matchup is because <laughs> Mike Kimball and James Gallagher aren't the only ones that got into a little tussle before the fight. These two did at the ceremonial weigh-ins. They got in each other's face, and you can see it online. Got in each other's face, talking, going back and forth. Uh, Seabass like held his held Fabian's bicep as they were there, you know, like, hey, you know, take your hands off of me. Why are you flinching? It's different stuff. Gave him just a light little tap on the head, and that set Seabass off. They had to restrain him while they were restraining him. They were not restraining his teammate who was up there for his own way in in the headliner Michael Venom Page ran all up on and pushed uh push Edwards you know and Edwards really has been getting uh, no pun intended has been getting a lot of push by Bellator for the European market they re-signed him to a contract they uh, extended things to make sure that he was in the fold for a while he's getting paid well and I think he's just feeling himself He's undefeated. Feels as if, you know, no one can touch me. (laughs) So uh, being touched by Seabass in the weigh-ins, set him off a little bit. Set him off a little bit. Now, how all of that will work out as far as in the cage is concerned, that's a whole nother story. Um, Whose skill set will reign supreme like I said it was is undefeated and he has stopped the vast majority of the people that he's faced and he's done it with devastating strikes uh, Shipman has been around for a while fought much longer uh, than Edwards has but again with the camp that Edwards is in training with his brother he feels like you know he is on top of 
the world, uh, with the exception of two of his fights, including his last one. All of Fabian's wins have come via KO, uh, where Shipman Shipman is. Yeah, he was on a real nice win streak. He's four and uh, one in his last five. He was on a very nice win streak until he ran into Costello Van Stennis, who headlined and won his last bout uh, with Bellator, which was just a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, Costello is a beast, uh, absolute beast. So there's no... Um, there's no shade in that. I mean, he, he's a beast, and that's who he lost to. Before that, he was winning in a multitude of ways. Most of them by knockouts. Some of them very, very quickly, like his 10-second knockout of Carl Noon at Bellator 200. But he's got Darces, knees, anacondas, guillotines, uh, ground and pound. I mean, he can get it done a number of ways and as far as how he fights and what happens in fights with him the man has yet to go to the cards whether in victory or defeat so another reason why this is the voice marquee matchup and shipman is not training with slouches he is a london shoot fighter Representative as well, which is why uh, MVP ran to his defense. You know, so yeah, it, it should be a phenomenal, phenomenal fight. Main event? <laughs> Can't say that it's going to be as good. I mean, but again, you fight the fights because you never know what's going to happen. MVP is 4-1 and one over his last fight. That one loss being 2 now Bellator welterweight champ Douglas the Phenom Lima that was in the welterweight Grand Prix in the uh, semifinals he faces very very short notice replacement Gianni the Punisher Melilio who's 3-2 and two in his last 5 and 13-4 and four overall uh, very short notice because Derek the Barbaric Anderson was supposed to headline this card. Unfortunately, he had to pull out and in steps Melilio. So the Punisher, he's got some some skills as far as what he does and what he's been able to do. He stopped 77% of his opponents. Most of those stoppages have been by knockout. But he really hasn't fought too many people. He did fit, uh, defeat Will Choke in his last bout. Outside of that, the most notable opponent that he's had is birthday boy Carl Amasu. And Amasu knocked him out about three years ago in his native land of Italy. You know, so again, it's um, he stepped in on short notice, saved the card. Uh, he and MVP embraced after the weigh-in because MVP was happy to have someone to fight. But it's it's design. <laughs> Let me not say design. It looks like a nice uh, squash match that MVP was known to fight for a while uh, until the welterweight Grand Prix took place last year. Then then he started getting some real. Opposition again. He was supposed to face Derek Anderson, which eh, I mean, he he's a solid vet and definitely has a much better fight card or fight history than uh, than the Punisher does. But you know, you you do what you can with what you have uh, when you have it, and we'll see what happens. Again, you you fight the fights because you just don't know how things will turn out that's it for cage time let's take a pause of the calls and when i come back we will get into the main event what's up it's aokia and you're listening to mtmv sports keep it locked
Fight fans, there's a reason that you tune into the fights. And there's a reason that you listen to the MTMV main card. It's to get information about the fights. And you normally will tune in for a fight because of the main event. And that's what we're giving you for Episode 116 of the MTNV main card. It is the main event and it pits the Bronze Bomber. The undefeated Bronze Bomber 41-0-1 versus once beaten Louise Ortiz. Who King Kong, well, by the way they call him, Again, it's only been beaten once. Has knocked out 26 of the 31 people that he's faced. That one loss was about 18 months ago. It's his only loss and his only knockout that he's ever suffered. That was at the hands of the man he faces again on this Saturday. Deontay Wilder. Why would this fight be made again, you ask? Well, if you ask Wilder, part of the reason why the fight is being made is because of the history that they have. One part of the history is that they both have children with disabilities. And Wilder knows there's no bigger payday that King Kong can get right now outside of the Bronze Bomber. So they say is actually had he fought Anthony Joshua, he may have gotten more than he'll get for this fight card. But again, let Wilder tell it, that's part of the reason. Another part of the reason is that he continues to say that this is disputed. There's no dispute when you knock a man out. You knocked him out. It's a done deal. You can't lose in any more definitive fashion than to get knocked out. Where the the bit of contention comes from or where where he sees a level of dispute is that he didn't utterly dominate him the entire fight. However, because of his wild style, no pun intended, Wilder very rarely dominates the fight from beginning to end he gets in there he throws wild stuff he misses he'll look kind of bad and amateurish and then one of those wild shots will catch you and turn everything on his head which is what happened in his fight his previous fight with Ortiz he dropped him in the fifth round and then finished everything off in the tenth but between the fifth and the tenth round was the seventh round and in that round Wilder was tested more than he'd been tested in his career now Fury gave Wilder his most competitive fight and Fury would have won if he hadn't lost which you know like well everyone would have won if they hadn't lost but had he not gotten knocked down in that last round Fury probably would have won the fight however Ortiz put it on Wilder and almost knocked him down, which I believe is where he's like, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, there's no controversy this time. Well, again, there was no controversy maybe to you because you got hurt. So from that perspective, it makes this fight interesting. Guideline is truth until, hmm, about 48 hours ago I was up in the air as to whether or not I would find a way to spend my hard earned money to watch this fight it's not really being covered many places kind of like the fight between Fury and Wilder I went all around uh, St. Louis trying to find somewhere to watch the fight and couldn't find it 
same kind of deal right now between Wilder and Ortiz, but I did find a spot. Anyway, because of the fact that he hurt him, I was like, you know what? I could just sit at home, watch the Cancio fight, and relax, save my money. But what if he hurts him again? What if Ortiz pulls a Ruiz and becomes the champion via knockout? And I miss it. Like, I can't take that opportunity. So, ponying up the money, going out to watch the fight. And Ortiz has been doing all the right things. He said he really didn't train properly for that first matchup. And his trainer says so as well. It's like, look, we train, but there are different shapes that you have to be in. You normally have to be, you know, in, in gym shape just to get ready for a fight. And then you've got to be in training camp shape to be actually fight ready. He's like, and we were just barely gym ready. So Ortiz has gotten a uh, strength and conditioning coach who has been putting him through the paces. Man's got abs, hadn't had abs in God knows when. He's been going through uh, different things as far as learning how to recover properly between rounds and really pushing himself aerobically and anaerobically uh, to have the best chance. He's training like this is the fight of his life, and it is. He is doing his level best to be successful this time because he was very close to being successful last time. He just couldn't pull it out and really his cardio is what failed him. So not only has he been working on his cardio, but he's been working on it in a fashion to assist him for the fight. He's been working on it by using his legs to find ways to get inside to fight with Wilder. Wilder is really pumped up about this fight as well. He's not taking Ortiz lightly at all. They're both very serious and very focused on the outcome of the fight. Ortiz said that he's willing to die if he has to. This is like it for him. And understandably so. He loses this fight, at, and especially at 40 years of age, it's, yeah, there's not much left out there for him. This can set up his family for life. Wilder's already talked about having generational wealth for his family, but the paycheck that he'll be getting for this fight card is definitely going to help in that as well. The one thing that I don't like regarding the way that the fight has been built, at least over the past couple of days, some of the things that I've heard that have been a bit discouraging is Again, Ortiz said he's willing to die. And I, I get that. I understand that. You know, you're going into a fight. There's not a given that you're going to come out of it the same. Most likely you won't. And it's not a given that you're going to come out. So being willing to put everything on the line for your family, I get. I can respect that. But then for Wilder to say, hey, you know, I, I, I know that you're willing to do that. And I'm willing to give you that result if necessary he said the same thing and with much more um, malice last time when he fought Dominic Brazil as soon as the fight was over he was like oh no no you know I don't want to you know I didn't want to kill kill the man or, or get a body on my record that was all just to to build the fight you know that that's not who I am and that's not uh that's not what I was trying to do. I was just trying to build a fight. Okay, well, then don't say that again. Say I'm willing to go in and give everything that I have. Yeah. To say I'm willing to do what it takes to kill you. I mean, come on. This is a little over a month since Patrick Day died due to injuries he suffered in the ring. 
his trainers being Wilders talk about how they hurt how they get hurt uh, his co-trainer had a hernia from getting hit through the bodyguard that he has on the the body pad by um, that was provided to them by Everlast as a matter of fact they were training he was like we didn't need to talk to Everlast because this hurts too much they, they need to, to add some extra padding or something at least for the ones that they're giving us because you know I, I'm in pain here who knows he could have a cracked rib or something Wilder has said he has hurt every single trainer that he's had not his sparring uh, opponents you know not his sparring partners trainers one of them was talking about how you know he was just hitting mitts and he heard a click ripped his, his rotator cuff just taking the shots that Wilder throws in training you can't talk about possibly killing somebody not at, not a little over a month after Patrick Day died not after Maxim Dalishev died in June and Hugo Santion and Davey Moore and Dwight Ritchie died in training in training camp being someone's sparring partner just a couple weeks ago you can't say stuff like that man so again that, that's the only part of this fight build up that that I haven't really liked everything else has been good like I said they've been respectful they're gonna bring their all just keep all that death talk just, yeah keep that to yourself don't 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 speak those things especially for Wilder Wilder is the son of a Pentecostal preacher he knows that there's life and death in the power of the tongue. So you can't speak this kind of stuff. You, you don't want to put those kinds of things out in the atmosphere. Because God forbid he were to follow through with that. He'd be devastated. But I am looking forward to the fight as many people are. And hopefully you get a chance to see it as well. Legally. <laughs> Stay off the streams, y'all. People, uh, people need to get paid. But anyway, I digress. This has been episode 116 of the MTMV main card. want to encourage you to check out our new show, The Huddle Up, on YouTube. It also gets put out via podcast as well, but... Check us out on YouTube. You know, your man, the voice is trying to make sure he's got a, a new and different shirt on every week. <laughs> Let's see how long I can keep that up. But, uh, you know, myself, V, uh, El Capitan, Rick Sincere, JT, and Conrad of the Campus Connect crew, Miles Austin. I mean, like, nearly everybody that's anybody in MTMV Sports is on the huddle up so make sure you're checking that out until next time fight fans it's your man the voice host of the mtmv main card and i'm sounding off